The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All financial advice provided on this show is for entertainment and educational purposes only. The financial ideas and strategies discussed are only provided as a starting point for a conversation about money matters. With regard to your particular investments and financial strategies, consult your financial planner, CPA, or investment professional. All your financial decisions are yours and yours alone to make and subsequently are solely your responsibility. The information that is supplied through the context of the radio program and any repurposing of its content by the host or network is a combination and collection of solid financial investment understanding, opinion, and comments. This network, show, and its hosts are not liable for financial strategies, outcomes that you employ in any manner that result in any kind of loss. Shares of corporate sponsors may be the subject of buy or sell recommendations in Jay Taylor's newsletter in accordance with Jay's objective opinion. I'll be sliding down, I'll be gliding down. Try not to try too hard, it's just a lovely ride. Welcome to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. This hour will help investors fix issues and achieve personal gain. Now, here's your host, Jay Taylor. Welcome to Turning Hard Times into Good Times. I am your host, Jay Taylor. Well, I want to thank each of you for listening to this show and making it the number one show on the Voice America Business Channel. And, of course, we want to thank our sponsors for making this show financially viable. For the first hour of today's show, they are Merrick's Gold, American Manganese, and Romeo's Gold. Well, Washington is about to increase the debt ceiling, but in my view, what we are looking at is a charade more than anything else. Based on history, there is little reason for optimism with respect to legislation that has been passed when it comes to narrowing the budget deficit. Prior efforts to limit the deficit have always failed because the guys in Washington quite frankly, are junkies. They are dollar junkies. These politicians get high and they get reelected by passing out goodies, the cost of which is disguised through inflation and or debts to be paid by our children and grandchildren. So there is no real reason for optimism in my view. Uh, a, lot, a lot to do about nothing uh, in the financial media these days, but frankly, as David Stockman, Ronald Reagan's budget uh, guru, said this morning, uh, it really is a charade. The amount of cutting, uh, fictitious, even if it were real, uh, amounts to next to nothing. So the markets are, are tranquil. Well, they're not really. Actually, the markets are not buying it at all today. The stock market is down big time. Gold is up $27. I see the Dow is down 152 uh, The markets are not at all. Uh, tranquil or satisfied by the news coming out of Washington today, Washington today, and I think that is that is the way that is the way I feel it should be because frankly um, we are in big trouble. The debt keeps growing. The income is not adequate to service the debt in the whole Western world. There's lots of nervousness in Europe uh, within the eurozone. The uh, economic numbers continue to deteriorate. 
in my view, we are heading back for a double-dip recession, no doubt in my mind about that, and I think a growing number of people are also accepting that, even in the mainstream. Well, today, Carmen Alexi, who has a background in real estate and who has also had the experience of fleeing a dictatorship, a dictatorship of planned economics during the Cold War, that being Romania, well, she will be with us again at 3.30 or thereabouts, 3.40 perhaps, somewhere in that time frame, and she will provide us with insights into the real estate markets and how you can actually take advantage of the depressed prices in some markets right now for your own profit. She will no doubt have some opinions as well on our current economic malaise, how it came about, where we are going, and perhaps she'll have some ideas about what you might do to try to protect yourself and your family uh, in the stormy weather that's likely to come. Also coming back today will be Louis Lehrman, who will talk more about returning the United States dollar to a gold standard and how it could be implemented. Lewis will be with us during the second hour of today's show. I'm also delighted to have Jeff Dice join me. He is Ron Paul's chief of staff. I'm going to ask Jeff if he has more comments about Mr. Lehrman's, uh, about what Mr. Lehrman had to say. also want to ask him uh, if he, uh, what his comments are, what his uh, summary is about what's going on uh, in uh, in the markets t- uh, today, uh, actually with the budget deficit uh, and with the budget ceiling being uh, being raised. also want to ask him if we get a chance about uh, recently uh, some of the questions that Ron Paul had for Ben Bernanke. Uh, I will close the show today with some comments of my own on the markets if there is time. Uh, as always, of course, we try to intersect political economic theory with ways to profit in the markets. In just a few minutes, a proven money-making machine I like to refer to him as that. Chen Lin will be joining me with another money-making idea in what we are planning to make a weekly uh, segment in the show, Making Money with Chen. So Chen will have an idea to pass along to you in just a couple of minutes as soon as we go to the first commercial break. And following Chen, another man who has proven he can and has made a significant amount of money for his shareholders, Adrian Fleming, will be stopping by for a second time to tell us why he thinks his company has a chance of, uh, well, why he thinks he, as a geologist, has a chance again uh, to duplicate what he did earlier uh, in making his shareholders a lot of money with a gold discovery in the Yukon. So we have a very full schedule today, so we're going to quickly go to our first commercial break right now. As soon as I come back, Chen Lin will be with us uh, to talk about his ideas about Uh, Well, an investment idea that Chen thinks uh, is uh, really looking good at this point in time. So don't go away. I'll be right back with a money-making idea from Chen Lin. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This program is brought to you by Sandgold at www.sandgold.ca. Sandgold is an aggressive gold company operating in Manitoba, Canada, a top-ten gold mining region. Sandgold continues to show tremendous exploration success. With two mines already in production, the company is now revealing a new gold mining trend. Discover the potential at Sandgold. Trading symbol SGRCF on the OTCQX and SGR on the Toronto Exchange. Visit our website at www. 
Merrick's Gold, with over 800 square kilometers of contiguous permits in West Mali, Africa. Merrick's and exploration partner IM Gold have spent $16 million on the advanced stage Surabaya Gold Project in Mali. 40,000 meters of diamond and reverse circulation drilling currently underway to expand Merrick's indicated resource and to determine the true size of the Surabaya Gold deposit. Exploration also continues on the huge gold anomaly at Zone Bambadinka, as well as the major gold system on the Babara and Kofia permits. Smash Minerals is a gold exploration company in the Yukon whose management was responsible for the first significant gold discovery in the White Gold District with Underworld Resources, which was then sold to Kinross Gold in 2010. Smash holds one of the biggest claim blocks in the Yukon, and exploration has already identified three targets. Intellectual capital, combined with advanced technology, will enable Smash to be quick to drilling in August 2011. You can discover Smash Minerals on the TSX Venture under the symbol SSH. Want to know more about how you can turn financial losses from the most devastating stock market and economic decline since the 1930s into wealth and prosperity? A successful strategy for dealing with adversity requires a proper diagnosis of the causes and solutions to underlying problems. By applying rarely taught Austrian economic theory to policies implemented by our policymakers, Jay Taylor has been able to triple the value of his model portfolio since 2000, while the stock market has been in the worst bear market in decades. At MiningStocks.com, Jay and his associates provide a framework for turning the pains of the current bear market and recession into investment gains. Jay is a frequent radio and TV guest and speaker at investment conferences where he shares his highly profitable Austrian economic insights at a time when most people are seeing their 401ks become 201ks or worse. He is available to share his rare profit-making insights via radio, TV, and public speaking engagements. To profit from Jay's insights, call 718-457-1426 or visit MiningStocks.com to subscribe to his profitable newsletters. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Welcome to the human race. Some kind of love and ride. I'll be sliding down, I'll be gliding down. Try not to try too hard. It's just a love ride. You're listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. If you have a question or comment about today's show, Jay would love to hear from you at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to questionsfortaylor at gmail.com. That's questions, the number four, taylor at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back to Turning Hard Times into Good Times. I am your host, Jay Taylor, and I'm really happy to introduce a new feature to our show that I want to do on a weekly basis, uh, or at least as often as possible. And that new feature is called Making Money with Chen. As I just noted, Chen Lin, who publishes What is Chen Buying, What is Chen Selling, has had a stellar track record when it comes to investing. As an example of his work, he has a parlayed an initial investment of five thousand four hundred dollars in two thousand and three to more than a million and a half dollars in a family IRA account. Chen has had a superb track record uh, with his family and in his own investments as well. And so, what we're really trying to do is to uh, help 
pass along some of Chen's ideas on to you so you can benefit from it as well. Of course, the way to take advantage most uh, with what Chen is doing is to subscribe to his newsletter called Chen, What is Chen Buying? What is Chen Selling? And again, you can uh, avail yourself to that by going to miningstocks.com, miningstocks.com. And uh, so we're going to start today's uh, show off with a, a new idea from Chen, and so I'm really pleased to have Chen with me now uh, on Turning Hard Times into Good Times. Welcome, Chen. Thank you, Jay. Uh, Chen, uh, when um, you you told me before we went on the air that you there is a company today, and this is what we're hoping to do on a weekly basis, but there is a company today that you think uh, is really quite attractive. Tell us what the name of that company is. Yes, it's Romeo's. Uh, Romeo's Gold. Romeo's Gold. And it trades Toronto, I guess ROG is a symbol? RG. RG is. RG, uh, even easier. And you know approximately how many shares there are outstanding? About uh, 145 million. Yes. Are they doing any financing or have they done some recently and that would be included in that number? Yeah, they just closed uh, 5 million. Finance. I mean, okay. three and a half million, about five million share issues. That was uh, announced just just announced today. Okay, and more or less, what is the share price at this time? Uh, about this six. Uh, 50, uh, just a range. Right. It, it, it's about fifty three cents today. Okay. Mm-hmm. fifty cents. The finance was down at fifty two cents, so it's just around the price, the current price. Well, the company has properties in various places, including, I believe, Nevada. Ontario, but I believe its primary focus is uh, on some very extensive, really large-scale property interest uh, in a very rich copper, gold, silver district bearing, uh, really located in northern British Columbia. Is that right? That, yes, exactly. And does does Romeo's have any gold or copper resources yet at this point in time? They have a pretty small resource. You know, you're talking about 200 thousand ounces of gold and uh-huh. then some copper. So they just start their drilling. They're trying to define this, uh, this resource uh, right now. So Yeah, because that's not a real big number to get excited about. It must be that there's some great exploration potential there, Chen, or some other parts to the story. What is it that has you so interested in Romeo's Gold? Yeah, uh, today, uh, the uh, Nova Gold and Tech Cominco just announced a pre-feasib- positive pre-feasibility study of their Galore Creek. Okay, so the, basically they're talking about uh, $5 billion capex mm-hmm. and to build this a giant mine that will be one of the lowest cost copper mines uh, with gold and silver credits in the I world. See. Uh, and is... And is Romeo's property, it, and one of Romeo's, one of Romeo's many properties is adjacent to that property, to that, um, to what they're doing there? Exactly. It's right at the mill site. So basically, it's just on the hill of the mill. You just need to slide the rock down, and then you just go to the mill. Instead of, right now, Nova Gold and Taikominko trying to build a tunnel, half a billion dollars, you know, half billion to $600 million tunnel to access the ore on the other side of mountain. So if Romeo right now is drilling aggressively, if they make a, a nice discovery, then their ore can just 
instead of going through, they don't need to build a mountain. I mean, build the, the, the tunnel through the mountain, at least at the beginning stage. They can just slide the rock down and then go to the mill. So let me get the picture here, if I can, in my mind. The proposed mill that would be built would be sort of down the, down the mountain or down the hill, and Romeo's would... Uh, have the property above that mount, above that mine, above that milling source, uh, milling uh, plant rather, and they would uh, they would be able to use gravity to get the rock down to the gold, hopefully mineral bearing rock down to uh, to the milling facility of Tech Cominco and I'm uh, of um, of uh, Tech and um, Nova Gold. Exactly, and then that area is not a well shop. They already discovered some very nice. Uh, high-grade gold and uh, copper and gold. You know, yeah. as you can see from the historical drilling results, they have, for example, uh, 35, 32 meter of uh, one gram of gold, over one gram of gold, and then 2% of copper. But oh. those are historical drilling. They already had the drilling results a couple of years ago. They are trying to define the area, try to see, uh, you know, uh, to expand the resource. So make it very attractive for them to, you know, hopefully to take them over or do some other deal with, uh, with them. So think about they are going to spend $5 billion just to build this mine, and then they have the ore just right next to their mill. Romeo's may or may not have the ore right next to their mill. That needs to be established. But what you're saying is there's been some really high-grade or some really good intercepts already that would suggest uh, the very strong possibility that they could come up with something significant there. Is that what you're suggesting? Yes, exactly. Thanks for the clarification. They already found, they already had a very nice drilling results a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and they are trying to expand the drilling results to define the ore uh, so that hopefully they can show the ore that they have a very nice deposit right there, right next to the mill site. Um, do we know for sure yet? Did the feasibility study, the Nova Gold Tech feasibility study, suggest that that's in fact what they're going to do is build the mill on that site, or do we? Is that still not known for sure? It's in their pre-feasibility study. Yes. Uh, okay. Also, the tunnel was also there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, you're looking at the, the case. It's like if they can just define the ore, uh, they will be a very easy takeover target. By, mm-hmm. by the tech and the tech Cominco and Nova Gold. So, what do you think? The I know this is really blue sky. This is speculative. This is forward-looking, Chen. But we get a company here with a pretty small market cap. Let's say they come up with a million or two million ounces of gold or and, and a lot of copper on this property. Just to throw some numbers out there, because we don't really know what they're going. You know what they'll come up with. They are in a drilling that property now, I believe, uh, fairly aggressively, but. But let's say they come up with some, not humongous uh, deposit, but something, you know, on the order of what I just just suggested. What do you think it could do to their share price? Well, I think in this case, it depends on how big the deposit and how well it is. Uh, if they can find some nice, potentially high-grade ore mm-hmm. to mill, I mean, it easily worth a few hundred million. But the, of course, depends on. How much war they find? What's the grade? Sure, of course, of course. But you know, but I've seen takeover in that that price range. You know, many many takeover in that. Right, right. Well, Chen, you know, this is one property, the one that is adjacent to where they're going to build the mill, where Nova Gold Tech uh, figures to the feasibility study is suggesting they will build this huge mill, and um, 
but they but uh, Romeo's has a lot of different properties right there in that area. They also have properties um, and, and properties of Samarit, I might add, in that area. Uh, they also have properties, I believe, as I suggested earlier, in other parts of the world. Um, do you think? Well, I mean, what do you think this company could ultimately be worth? I mean, we're talking now, we're speculating, I want to underscore the word speculating, that if they come up with something that's reasonably strong, uh, you know, a million, two million ounces, a bunch of copper with it, or maybe copper would even be more important than the gold and silver, um, you know, I mean, what could this thing ultimately be worth? I mean, it's, it's nobody knows, but it's looking, I guess, we have to underscore the word speculation, right? It is a speculation at this point. But it has, what do you see the downside, I guess, is another question I would like to ask you. Oh, yeah, for investing in a junior, you're prepared to lose every penny. So the downside is go to zero. However, I think right now, especially right now, Nova and Tech Community just came out with a pre-feasibility study, and then they are going ahead to get a permit for the feasibility study. If they find some good ore right next to the mill, that's actually bring Romeo to the spotlight. So they have this window of opportunity. If this year's drilling result is good, people will look at this, look at this as this is a no-brainer. So, and then they are drilling right now, or already in the lab. I just talked to their president and CEO, Tom Driver, today. Uh, so they are expecting results in a few weeks. So let's see how good those results are. Oh, so in a few weeks, we in a few weeks, if the uh, if the numbers come out strong, the uh, this this stock could could have some uh, could have uh, some very strong upside potential. Of course, we never know what the general market's going to do, but all other things being equal, if they were to come out with some really good results that suggest something significant, then the stock uh, could could rise fairly dramatically in the short run. So I guess uh, on the other hand, if it doesn't, uh, maybe the stock doesn't do too well. That's the risk you take. I think one of the risks. Chen, with all these kinds of companies, is that you have a uh, a risk of tying up your capital and not getting anything out of it for a while. I mean, that's just that's part of the gamble. But when you come up with something big, it can be as as you know better than I. The upside can be spectacular for these companies. Exactly, Jay. So uh, you know, for those juniors, you know, a lot of companies they prepare for many many years, and then they have the window of opportunity. And you know, you want to be invested just. With all the catalysts just ahead mm-hmm. of you, so right. you know then it's a, the risk reward is really good from investment point of view. Right. So individuals have to make sure. I mean, you know, I always tell people don't put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, it's just good advice. You want to diversify. So every individual has to figure out for themselves what mix they should put in. I have sort of a rule of not more than five percent. But frankly, Chen, uh, there are times when you know if the risk reward looks so compelling. People might want to do more than that. Is there anything else you might want to add before we conclude this discussion? Well, just uh, first of all, just to mention, you know, the, the risk in investing in junior, we mentioned it could go to zero, but I think right now uh, the risk reward looks very interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and right this year, it could be the year for Romeo. So I'm quite yeah. excited about it. Yeah, it's not been a great year for junior golds in general, but we still have basically a second half of the year yet to come, and the fundamentals have been very, very strong for gold. So I'm with you on that, Chen. It's uh, actually one that I have uh, have purchased for my own account, and it is a company that I'm looking forward to following. We actually had it in my newsletter years ago. Uh, it, it's looking really good. I think for the sake of full disclosure, I should uh, mention that Romeo's, uh, as I meant, just did mention, I have purchased for my own account, 
Romeo's is also a sponsor for this radio show, so I uh, am also gaining in that regard. Chen, on the other hand, though, gains nothing from uh, their sponsorship to this show, and Chen writes solely for his for his own subscribers, and also for Chen does his research for his own account and for his own family's account. So, just to be clear about where the vested interest might be, and you might want to consider the, the favorable comments yours truly has made with respect to my vested interest. I just want to lay all that out there. Okay, folks, that's all the time we got for Chen this week, but we do hope to have Chen back next week to talk about making money with Chen. Don't go away, folks, because coming up next will be Adrian Fleming of Smash Minerals. Not only does this company have some highly prospective ground in one of the hottest new gold camps in North America, but Adrian has a very successful track record in the Yukon as well, having uh, involved, having really discovered a major gold uh, deposit in a similar geological setting to the one that um, Smash Minerals has in the Yukon. So don't go away. We'll be right back with Adrian Fleming. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. This program is brought to you by Sandgold at www.sandgold.ca. Sandgold is an aggressive gold company operating in Manitoba, Canada, a top 10 gold mining region. Sandgold continues to show tremendous exploration success. With two mines already in production, the company is now revealing a new gold mining trend. Discover the potential at Sandgold. Trading symbol SGRCF on the OTCQX and SGR on the Toronto Exchange. Visit our website at www. .sandgold.ca Rypatch Gold Corp. is an exploration company seeking to build a sizable inventory of gold and silver resource assets in mining-friendly Nevada, the world's fourth richest gold region. This well-funded company now has 1.2 million ounces of gold and gold equivalent in the measured and indicated category, plus 2.7 million ounces of gold and gold equivalent in the inferred category, with ongoing drilling to achieve a goal of 10 million ounces of gold. For more info on RPM, please visit our website at w www.rypatchgold.com Want to know more about how you can turn financial losses from the most devastating stock market and economic decline since the 1930s into wealth and prosperity? A successful strategy for dealing with adversity requires a proper diagnosis of the causes and solutions to underlying problems. By applying rarely taught Austrian economic theory to policies implemented by our policymakers, Jay Taylor has been able to triple the value of his model portfolio since 2000, while the stock market has been in the worst bear market in decades. At MiningStocks.com, Jay and his associates provide a framework for turning the pains of the current bear market and recession into investment gains. Jay is a frequent radio and TV guest and speaker at investment conferences where he shares his highly profitable Austrian economic insights at a time when most people are seeing their 401ks become 201ks or worse. He is available to share his rare profit-making insights via radio, TV, and public speaking engagements. To profit from Jay's insights, call 718-457-1426 or visit MiningStocks.com to subscribe to his profitable newsletters. 
Smash Minerals is a gold exploration company in the Yukon whose management was responsible for the first significant gold discovery in the White Gold District with Underworld Resources, which was then sold to Kinross Gold in 2010. Smash holds one of the biggest claim blocks in the Yukon, and exploration has already identified three targets. Intellectual capital, combined with advanced technology, will enable Smash to be quick to drilling in August 2011. You can discover Smash Minerals on the TSX Venture under the symbol SSH. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Welcome to the human race. Some kind of love and ride. I'll be sliding down, I'll be gliding down. Try not to try too hard. You're listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. If you have a question or comment about today's show, Jay would love to hear from you at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to questionsfortaylor at gmail.com. That's questions, the number four, taylor at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back to Turning Hard Times into Good Times. I am your host, Jay Taylor, and um, today is really quite an eventful day. The, uh, it looks like it's a foregone conclusion that the debt ceiling will be increased uh, as the policymakers and all the people on the mainline TV channels have been telling, we, telling us we must do. But the markets don't seem to be very uh, very convinced that it's a good thing. We see the Dow is down 202 points. The last I looked, gold is up $33 right now, almost $34. Uh, NASDAQ is down $58. The S&P 500 is down 25 almost $26. Uh, it is a bloodbath on Wall Street. Gold is flying. Clearly the message is to the politicians and policymakers is we don't think you guys are doing a very good job. When gold flies like this, it's a vote against the dollar. It's a vote against paper money. And, of course, this has been a theme that has been growing for some time, uh, especially since the Lehman Brothers' decline of 2008. We've seen the real price of gold rise very dramatically. I like to talk about how the real price of gold has risen from, uh, well, we're measuring it against the Rogers Raw Material Fund, 17%. An ounce of gold would have purchased 17% of the Rogers Fund in July of 2008. By September of 2009, it would have purchased 44%. It's now, again, over something over 40%. So the real price of gold has risen dramatically, and the good news for gold mining companies is the gold shares, well, the gold shares haven't done that well, but the senior gold mining companies are producing big profits right now. They, the real price of gold, the fact that the gold price has gone up more than the cost of getting it out has gone up, has enabled the big guys to uh, to do extremely well in their financials, and they're, they're just pumping out cash. The problem that the big guys have is that they're not able to go out and find or replace the amount of ounces that they're producing every year. And that's why I think companies like Smash Minerals and other companies that have a really good chance of finding lots of gold in the ground are sitting in an enviable position. That is really the segment that I think is most exciting. We haven't seen the gold stocks do much yet, but they're going to, I have no doubt about it, as long as the real price of gold remains strong. Well, I'm really pleased to welcome once again Adrian Fleming. He is the CEO of Smash Minerals. Welcome, Adrian. 
Jay, hi. Good to be on the program again. Thank you. Really good to have you. Uh, you have had success in the past. Uh, you believe that you have a good chance uh, of doing something similar, possibly, in the Yukon. Uh, let me just tell our listeners that Smash Minerals' symbol in Canada is SSH, uh, trades in the Toronto Exchange. Earlier today was trading at $1.24 in Canadian money, which means it must be something like $1.30 in U.S. money with the dollar debasing so rapidly. Uh, there will, I believe, Adrian, uh, a new financing that's going to be closed shortly will leave you with about 27 million shares, which isn't very many compared to most companies. And if we multiply that times $1.24, we're looking at a market cap of something around $33.5 million, which is really nothing uh, if you find something in the ground. So let's get on to it. Uh, you are exploring for gold in Yukon, where you've had some success in the past. Uh, tell our listeners again, uh, those that may not have heard you the last time, three or four weeks ago when you w- were with us, uh, what, what did you do, what did you accomplish in the Yukon before you made a discovery? Talk to us about that. Thank you, Jay. Yes. Um, prior to Smash Minerals, I headed up a company called Underworld Resources, also listed on the TSXV. Um, we optioned a property uh, south of Dawson in the western Yukon in 2007. And some excellent pioneering geochemical um, work had been done on that property by a prospector called Sean Ryan, which I know lots of people have now heard of. We, uh, in 2007, really liked the look of the grid saw geochemical work that uh, Sean had done. So we optioned the property from him May of 07, went in there in the summer of that year, and did quite a lot of uh, early stage work, trenching and some more sampling. And then went back again, Jay, in 08 with our first uh, drill program. And the first three holes were on a target called Ryan's Showing. And then the second, uh, the, the fourth hole, fifth and sixth holes, were on a different target called Golden Saddle. And we were very lucky uh, with that drilling in that the first two drill holes cut somewhere around uh, 17 to 20 metres of a little better than three gram per tonne right from the surface. So by the end of 08, we had drilled uh, 20-odd holes in that area, many of them with excellent intersections, including I think the best grade was 50 metres of three grams. And then we came back in 09 with a much bigger drilling program. We pulled in three uh, drill machines. We spent uh, around $11 million. And at the end of 2009, and with results, uh, our first resource estimate came out uh, the early um, part of 2010 uh, with about a million and a half ounces, open pitable material, a substantial amount of that, just a touch more than a million running three gram per tonne right from the surface. So, you know, in terms of of exploration case histories, this one happened very, very quickly. We uh, we lucked, I guess you could say, we lucked into what turned out to be a very big fish. Um, it kept growing. By the end of the 09 program, we had drilled about 60 holes in the Golden Saddle deposit, and that really put uh, the White Gold District on the map. I think our best hole, or one of the best holes in 09, Jay, was 100 metres at uh, 3 grams. Ooh. Uh, we put that out, I think, in July, early July of '09, and that that really got the market going. Um, mm-hmm. We sort of recovered from the uh, global financial crisis. F- people were beginning to feel a little bit happier with the world. So there was and continues to be a very significant staking rush in the Western Yukon as a result of that discovery. Um, I guess the other part of the story is that at the Prospectors and Developers Conference in Toronto in March of last year, the Kinross guys came along 
and made a nice proposal to us and said they uh, they wanted to uh, to um, take over Underworld with an all-share offer. And they were quite kind about it, Jay, in that they said, well, guys, you have 24 hours to respond to this, but if you don't, we're going to take you hostile anyway. So <laughs> they didn't really give us a choice, but we were pretty happy with that deal. Um, and so, you know, Underworld really had just a very short life of, of three years, and I think mm -hmm. that's a pretty unprecedented history for a junior to go from something that we listed in 07 at 40 cents and the, the Kinross takeout was at a price, it was an all-share deal, but it was a price equivalent to $2.68. And in mm. fact, we pushed the Kinross guys a little bit because they offered at the beginning a little less than that, and we went to Ty Burt and said, well, you know, some people have bought stock in Underworld at 268. We think you should offer us 268, and then we can go to all the shareholders and say, nobody but nobody mm -hmm. who invested in Underworld has lost money. Mm-hmm. And so that was the, the way it turned out. So it pretty out. quickly, after March of last year, um, I had been looking at other areas in the Yukon, in the Western Yukon, and scratching my head as to, you know, what other ground up here might be prospective. And so in the middle of the summer of last year, I got back together again with Sean Ryan and Kathy Wood, um, the prospectors and partners of mine from uh, Dawson, and we staked... Uh, jointly with Sean and Kathy, a very big claim block immediately to the east and adjoining what we had just sold to Kinross, and that was the basis for Smash. We did some work last year, a uh, first phase of geochemical sampling over the whole property. Um, out of that, we saw three areas that looked pretty interesting because we had the intellectual capital and the knowledge from the uh, Golden Saddle discovery with Underworld, so we had a pretty good idea of you know what kind of target we were looking for. So at the end of the first phase of, of ridge soil sampling last year, we had three interesting-looking areas. We took uh, Smash Public in April this year. We issued um, 8 million shares at 80 cents, um, so prior to the current financing, which you just mentioned, which will mm -hmm. be closing later this week, we had uh, just under 20 million shares fully diluted out. But I'm in the middle, uh, Jay, of a very, very aggressive program on this block uh, of ground. We have about 30 people on the ground up there. The wow. program will be about $5 million this year. Mm -hmm. We'll collect somewhere in the range of fifteen to 20,000 sa samples. I've had excellent uh, people, many of the same team that worked with me in Underworld back helping me out. We've mapped the whole property. Jay, the property is 60 kilometers from north to south. It's wow. probably one of the biggest... Well, if you look at a map, and I just got one sitting on the table here in front of me of the, of the White Gold District, Kinross, of course, have a big uh, property position because that's what they acquired from us when we were Underworld. Now, of course, we're Smash. Mm -hmm. uh, Kamenak with a very nice new uh, coffee uh, discovery, mm -hmm. which they're committing to this year with a very big program of drilling. They have four drills on that. That's south of us. That's a very big land package. But So if you sort of look at who's in the White Gold District, the big landholders are Kinross, Kamenak. Uh, Ethos have got a pretty big piece of territory. Then probably Smashes. Smash would be at least number two or number three in the White Gold District in terms of land holdings. Uh, Taku have got quite a lot of ground. Uh, that's Sean Ryan again. Mm -hmm. uh, Silverquest, Randy Turner, he's got a lot of ground in the area. But uh, we're in there with a chance. Um, 
But I do have to say, Jay, to you and your listeners, that one of the interesting things about this part of Canada, which is you know 60 miles south of the famous uh, Dawson City in the Klondike Gold Rush in 1898, mm-hmm. is is prior to our work with Underworld, there had really been no significant uh, systematic exploration in this area for hard rock. And so, you know, we've got a piece of Canada 60 kilometres long by 15 kilometres wide, and other than some very wide-spaced uh, stream silt sampling by the Yukon Geological Survey mm-hmm. uh, you know, 10 years or so ago, there really hasn't been anybody doing systematic work in this area. Mm. Now, it begs a question. You know, within our property, there are six substantial placer gold mining operations. Mm. Uh, our camp is on Black Hills Creek. Black Hills Creek runs right through the property. There are five placer gold mining operations on Black Hills Creek. People have been mining Black Hills Creek for placer gold, you know, gold in the gravels, yeah. for 100 years. And nobody's yeah. been in there looking for, you know, where does all this gold come from? Yeah. And, you know, one of these placer gold guys that I was chatting to you the, the other day, um, a fellow called Simon Hambrook, who happens to be from New Zealand, I said, Simon, how much money did you spend last year on, on dieseline? You know, on diesel, you've got yeah. uh, two D9 bulldozers, a bunch of 30-ton excavators. He said, oh, probably three or $400,000 just on fuel alone. Uh-huh. So you know, uh-huh. these, aren't, you know, th- these are generally privately owned placer mining operations. Mm-hmm. These guys are pulling out substantial quantities of gold. So, mm. you know, we're not looking for the placer. We're looking... Jay, the origin source of these places. Right. It's got to be in there somewhere. And I can't guarantee it's on my block, on, on the smash block. But, you know, we're conducting an extremely vigorous program of exploration. We're kind of hitting this, gra- this piece of ground with all of the techniques that are available, a lot of geochemical sampling. We flew the whole area with uh, helicopter geophysics, mag and radiometrics. That was a $600,000 survey. I've had uh, top-notch geos working with me to map the whole property. We're already starting our trenching, and we will get to drilling. Uh, in fact, our drill program will um, start on the 15th of August. Just in a couple of weeks, the drill is going to start to turn. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm excited about what we're seeing so far. Um, I'm putting a bit of a press release together at the moment, which will go out next week, which will give people an update and, and uh, tell our shareholders, uh, you know, where we're going to drill, why we, why we like the idea that we've got some targets that are, that are beginning to look sharper, that we're going to test before the end of the summer. So, mm-hmm. you know, the program is moving very quickly. I'm very happy with it so far. But yeah. the, the terrible truth machine, as we tend to call it, <laughs> yeah. is coming well, in. Uh, and, and, you know, that's, that's what, you've, you know, with exploration, you've got to move very quickly to the drill stage because that's the only method that really tells you are you on to something or not. Well, that's right. And I have to ask you, you mentioned there's fifteen to 20,000 samples being taken being taken, those, uh, I mean, those are surface samples or those drill samples or what are you talking about here? Yes, everything so far, Jay, is, is on the surface. So all of the data is surface data so far and the drill program, which is going to start a week after next, that'll be our first uh, test in the vertical dimension. Uh, uh-huh. We'll probably get about 3,000 meters of drilling done, 15 to 20 drill holes, I probably will test um, about three targets. We haven't mm-hmm. finally decided which three targets. We certainly have um, 
more than that that warrant uh, testing. But of course, this business of exploration is all about ranking. You know, which which of the areas that you have a lot of evidence for, um, mm-hmm. you think highest probability, the best the best chance of delivering a home run. And that, you know, right. we all want to see we all want to see results. We all want to see how how soon things. might we expect some uh, drill results. If we start drilling mid-August, uh, which is the plan, I would say mid-September, the labs are getting pretty choked up. There's an enormous amount of work going on in the Yukon. And, you know, it's not just the White Gold District. Uh, the ATAC guys um, up to the northwest of us look like they've got their teeth into something very substantial. A Golden Predator continues to post pretty nice results from um, Brewery Creek, uh, which was... Uh, uh, Interestingly, a leech, heap leach operation run by Kinross up until the late 90s, but uh, the guys from Golden Predator have taken that over, and, and as your listeners will know, they've been posting some quite handsome drill results from the work that they did uh, through last winter. Well, it is very encouraging. Unfortunately, we're almost out of time. I do need to ask you, though, yes. uh, we're looking at a remote area, and probably some of the naysayers are going to say, yes, well, you can find gold, but you've got a lot of infrastructure issues to deal with. What is your response to that concern? That, that is a reasonable comment. You can drive from Dawson to our property in about two and a half hours. There is grid electricity all the way to Dawson. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, with some of the recent developments like Yukon Zinc and others in the Yukon, their electric supply is pretty well maxed out. And I know the Yukon Territory government's working very hard on, on building new um, power supply. Uh-huh. So our project, if, in, if we were fortunate to find a nice new deposit, is reasonably placed, I would say, Jay, in terms of infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Well, it all depends. Of course, a big, rich gold deposit can overcome a lot of uh, a lot of difficulties. So it, it all depends, I guess, on what that truth machine mm. tells you. And we're going to be watching that truth machine very carefully, no doubt about that, uh, because the Yukon is one of the most exciting new areas of uh, district areas, really, where district plays, I guess you could say. Uh, anything else you'd like to add? Because we are out of time. Uh, Jay, it's a pleasure to be on your show again. And let's try and catch up in a couple of months and hope. Hopefully we'll have some results from that, as I call a terrible truth machine, to share with your listeners. Well, looking forward to it, uh, I think, if it's, if it's the kind of results we want anyway. Well, thank you very much uh, for being with us, and uh, we'll have to talk again sometime soon. Folks, don't go away. We're going to be right back with Carmen Alexei. She's going to be talking to us about uh, some real estate ideas, believe it or not. Yes, uh, in the midst of carnage, there is opportunity at times, and Carmen is going to talk to us about some opportunities as well as uh, some other ideas she has about our economy, uh, why we got into this mess, where we're going, and how you can protect yourself. So don't go away. We'll be right back with Carmen Alexei. Business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Want to know more about how you can turn financial losses from the most devastating stock market and economic decline since the 1930s into wealth and prosperity? A successful strategy for dealing with adversity requires a proper diagnosis of the causes and solutions to an underlying problem. 
by applying rarely taught Austrian economic theories to policies implemented by our policymakers, Jay Taylor has been able to quadruple the value of his model portfolio since 2000, while the stock market has been in the worst bear market in decades. At MiningStocks.com, Jay and his associates provide a framework for turning the pains of the current bear market and recession into investment gains. Jay is a frequent radio and TV guest and speaker at investment conferences where he shares his highly profitable Austrian economic insights at a time when most people are seeing their 401ks become 201ks or worse. He is available to share his rare profit-making insights via radio, TV, and public speaking engagements. To profit from Jay's insights call 718-457-1426 or visit miningstocks.com to subscribe to his profitable newsletters Legend Gold Corp. is a gold exploration company with flagship projects in Mali, West Africa. With successful drilling programs and new discoveries this year, we are in an excellent position to advance our two gold deposits. Shareholder value is anchored at Chikamala by a 43-101 compliant resource of approximately 600,000 ounces of gold. The recent addition of the Munina project offers the potential for a third gold strike. Legend Gold trades under the symbol LGN on the TSX Venture Exchange. Please go to our website at www. W.legendgold.com. Rypatch Gold Corp. is an exploration company seeking to build a sizable inventory of gold and silver resource assets in mining-friendly Nevada, the world's fourth richest gold region. This well-funded company now has 1.2 million ounces of gold and gold equivalent in the measured and indicated category, plus 2.7 million ounces of gold and gold equivalent in the inferred category, with ongoing drilling to achieve a goal of 10 million ounces of gold. For more info on RPM, please visit our website at W www.rypatchgold.com Voice America Business Network The bottom line in business Welcome to the human race Some kind of love and ride I'll be sliding down I'll be gliding down Try not to try to you're listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. If you have a question or comment about today's show, Jay would love to hear from you at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to questionsfortaylor at gmail.com. That's questions, the number four, taylor at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back to Turning Hard Times into Good Times. I am really pleased to have with me for a second time Carmen Alexei. Carmen is an investor, real estate, and finance consultant in uh, Savannah, Georgia. She grew up in a, a communist totalitarian country where individual rights were never on the government's agenda. She escaped to freedom when she was 18 years old. She chose freedom because she didn't want a government to dictate how she should live her life. Well, well. Um, she became interested in economics in 2008 after reading Ron Paul's book, The Revolution, A Manifesto, and is an Austrian economics proponent. Coming from a country without individual freedom or respect for private property, she recognized the direction America was taking after the 2008 elections. She has an entrepreneurial 
uh, mind and found out uh, that knowing more about economics would help her uh, to, to be a better investor and a better advisor for others. She believes that uh, every investor should know about and recognize the symptoms of the boom-bust economic cycles. Uh, it will help them to strategize better. She believes uh, you can follow Carmen's blog at Carmen Alexei, that's C-A-R-M-E-N-A-L-E-X-E, dot wordpress.com. Welcome, Carmen. Well, thank you, Jay. It's a pleasure to be back with you. Really good to have you back. Uh, you know, I want to talk to you a little bit about your experience, if we have time, maybe in the second hour, uh, what, you know, your escape to freedom. And now here you are in America, and you're recognizing some troubling signs uh, and directions. I want to get into that, but also would like to have our listeners benefit from your knowledge of real estate. You have uh, had quite a background in real estate. Talk to us about what you've done in that in that sector. Yes, absolutely, uh, Jay. Um, actually, I have uh, done a lot. I've been a, a real estate uh, agent for many years prior to getting involved in the mortgage industry. And that's back in the late 90s, early, uh, late 80s, early 90s. And um, then I turned into, I love the financing part of real estate, so I ended up doing uh, uh, real estate loans. Um, and, of course, during the process of learning, you know, being in, staying involved in the real estate and understanding financing as well, I ended up becoming an investor myself and helped other investors become other people become investors in real estate as well. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I try very much, of course, um, uh, up until a few years ago, I, I didn't understand economics as much as I do today. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, I do believe that uh, today there is an extraordinary um, uh, bear market and, uh, in the real estate industry. Uh, for example, if you ask the average American what they think about um, the real estate market today, um, typically the answer would be, oh, it's such a depressed market. Mm-hmm. But if you ask, say, an Australian, British, um, Canadian, or Asian investor, they're going to look at it as, oh, these are excellent opportunities, great bargains out there. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to know that Depressed and bearish are really the same thing. They have the same meaning, but they do come with different perceptions. Mm-hmm. Well, I would think, Carmen, to a certain extent, you mentioned those uh, foreign countries. Uh, a weak dollar, no doubt, makes our real estate look more attractive to them as well, right? Absolutely, yeah. So that's one of the things that uh, maybe doesn't uh, make it so apparent to Americans, but if you're a you know, if you're in a, in a country that's uh, currency has, has risen, for example, the Canadian dollar has risen dramatically over the last few years. So a Canadian looking at U.S. real estate would seem, you know, especially then in dollar terms, a lot of prices have come down as well. What that, do you – go ahead. Yeah, that too. However, um, in addition to that, I mean, take the typical Canadian or the typical Australian and – um, you know, I've spoken with plenty of investors from international investors, and they cannot a- accomplish the same type of returns in real estate over there that they do over here. Mm-hmm. In other words, here, if you invest properly, and this is, you know, obviously the time to do it, in my opinion, you can actually generate monthly returns, cash flow of 10 to 16% on your money. Wait a minute, and you're talking, I, I mean, this is not a promotion, folks, but I just want to make sure I understand this. 
Is this, uh, you're talking 10, 10% per annum? Yeah, after all the expenses okay. are paid. Well, that's not bad. I mean, when you're looking at treasuries that are giving you next to nothing and, uh, you know, and, and, and corporate bonds, too. So, but I guess it comes down to also what about the safety of those investments, Carmen? And I, I know every piece of real estate is different, so it's impossible to, to answer that. But do you feel there are good, safe investments out there in real estate that can give you 5 to 10%, let's say, per annum returns? Absolutely, and and I tell you, I pretty much developed uh, my own Carmen's, I'd say, uh, uh, criteria of what, you know, what to do, what to look for when, when you analyze an investment. It doesn't have to necessarily be a real estate investment, but overall, you know, any type of investment. So some of the things that I look at are: um, does this investment generate substantial revenues? Mm-hmm. Uh, does it do it through hard times and good times? Um, is it a real asset or a paper asset? In, as, in other words, can it vanish overnight? And I personally am such a, uh, I, I'm a believer in, in hard assets like gold and real estate. I mean, they don't, I mean, their prices may go down, but their mm-hmm. value, you know, will be there. And if you look at, at gold, if you look at real estate, they cannot be dissolved. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, does it lose? You know, another question is: Does it lose its earning potential with time? And reality is, yes, it could because there's no guarantees in life. Mm-hmm. But from a, a real estate investor's point of view, um, proper maintenance and and with the right team of professional, you minimize that risk. Um, as a matter of fact, I think I mentioned to you last time you and I talked that CNN Money had an article in March of this year mm-hmm. alerting. Oops, I'm sorry, I'm listening to, I need to stop it. Sorry about that. <laughs> I had your website on. Oh, okay. So, yeah. You were listening so, to your own voice. Yeah, I was hearing my own voice. What's going on there? <laughs> so CNN Money um, had an article um, alerting renters to actually lock in their leases due to a high likelihood of rents going up. Hmm. Um, another part of my criteria is, um, is this an asset that satisfies a human need? So housing, for example, I mean, everybody needs a roof above their head. Mm-hmm. Um, does it keep up with inflation? Now, when it comes to real estate, its price may not go up soon, and, and I don't foresee the price going up soon. Mm-hmm. But its value most likely will, and, and its value is actually be, is being determined by the cash flow, by the returns, annual returns that that investment generates. Right. So with time, I foresee prices following values as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I also look at can this investment be passed on to heirs and, and generate passive income for them? Right. And, of course, liquidity. And, and I know that that's one of the things that kept a lot of people from investing in real estate because they think, well, in today's climate, this is not a very liquid investment. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Jay, I'm thinking, how liquid is a 401k, 403b, or maybe an IRA, an, an IRA? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, better yet, why? Say, for instance, why does the average American sell his mutual funds? Usually, it's because they're in desperate situation, and when that happens, and they need to sell their mutual funds, usually it translates into a loss. Yeah, 
so, so usually, take that thought and apply it to real estate, for example, that you own free and clear. And its liquidation could be much faster if you're willing to take a loss. But, of course, if you generate returns, why would you want to sell real estate? Well, I guess that's right. And I'm thinking, you know, as, as a person who is uh, not that many years away from retirement, where can I get a good return on my money? And I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you're able to uh, put some of these vehicles in your IRAs. Is that right, in your yeah, retirement yeah. accounts? Yeah, most of the sellers that I work with, basically, they all are set up to offer this opportunity um, to American people to invest real estate into their IRAs, yes. Okay, we've only got a few seconds left to go. Um, could you, uh, you're, do, do you provide some of this advice on, on your blog, or can people sort of yeah, educate I- themselves? Yeah, uh, before we go to break, if you could just give us your, your blog again so people can jot that down. Sure, sure, uh, Jay. It's Carmen, C-A-R-M-E-N, Alexa, A-L-E, X like an X-ray E, dot WordPress. Dot com. Okay, that's, uh, that's good if uh, people can take that down and, and, uh, and avail themselves to some of the information that uh, Carmen makes available. That would be good. I, I hope I uh, can find the time to do it myself as, uh, because we really are, you know, uh, Carmen, you were saying uh, the reason people don't want to buy real estate now because they think it's depressed and it's going to go down. And yet they were buying real estate for all the wrong reasons before. They were buying real estate not because of the cash flows, the kind of reasons you're talking from an investment point of view. They were buying or speculating even in real estate only because they thought the price would go up. And that was created by some, I would say, policymakers. And and maybe when we come back after the break, we can talk a little bit about uh, some of the reasons for the real estate bubble that we had, and, and I know your emphasis is on realizing these boom-bust periods because if you can recognize them and then capitalize on them, that's what, that's what in, in effect you're doing. Now the hard times have come, prices have fallen, and that means you don't have to pay so much for the house or whatever piece of real estate you want to buy, and the cash flows are more than adequate to give good returns, which is really the reason people should have been buying it to start to start with. Well, we're going to go to commercial break, Carmen, and when we come back, let's discuss a little bit more some of the macro issues that may have led us into this boom-bust period and uh, and more about real estate. And then if we have time, uh, this time we'll talk also a little bit about your philosophy uh, and your own personal escape to freedom. Folks, don't go away. We'll be right back after the break with Carmen Alexei. Business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. This program is brought to you by Sandgold at www.sandgold.ca. Sandgold is an aggressive gold company operating in Manitoba, Canada, a top 10 gold mining region. Sandgold continues to show tremendous exploration success. With two mines already in production, the company is now revealing a new gold mining trend. Discover the potential at Sandgold. Trading symbol SGRCF on the OTCQX and SGR on the Toronto Exchange. Visit our website at www. 
Smash Minerals is a gold exploration company in the Yukon whose management was responsible for the first significant gold discovery in the White Gold District with Underworld Resources, which was then sold to Kinross Gold in 2010. Smash holds one of the biggest claim blocks in the Yukon, and exploration has already identified three targets. Intellectual capital, combined with advanced technology, will enable Smash to be quick to drilling in August 2011. You can discover Smash Minerals on the TSX Venture under the symbol SSH. Legend Gold Corp. is a gold exploration company with flagship projects in Mali, West Africa. With successful drilling programs and new discoveries this year, we are in an excellent position to advance our two gold deposits. Shareholder value is anchored at Chikamala by a 43-101 compliant resource of approximately 600,000 ounces of gold. The recent addition of the Munina project offers the potential for a third gold strike. Legend Gold trades under the symbol LGN on the TSX Venture Exchange. Please go to our website at www. Legendgold.com. Rye Patch Gold Corp. is an exploration company seeking to build a sizable inventory of gold and silver resource assets in mining-friendly Nevada, the world's fourth richest gold region. This well-funded company now has 1.2 million ounces of gold and gold equivalent in the measured and indicated category, plus 2.7 million ounces of gold and gold equivalent in the inferred category, with ongoing drilling to achieve a goal of 10 million ounces of gold. For more info on RPM, please visit our website at W www.rypatchgold.com The business community's first choice in internet talk radio Voice America Business Network Fall Financial 